Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of the Life with Lizzie show and today is going to be kind of more of like a I need to get this off my chest. I don't really even know who I can go to about this so I'm just going to go to the podcast and I'm not necessarily looking for advice. I just am hoping someone out there is listening to me and sends all the love and prayers but I just feel like I need to vent. (laughs) Um, so let's get started. Um, essentially you, if you're listening to this, you may or may not know, um, I'm going for a home birth, uh, in a few months and it'll be a home birth after cesarean. Um, there's not many fears at this point. I feel like around the actual, like, birthing the baby like I know there's still work I need to do there's more education I need to do I know that for myself but overall I think I've pushed past the huge fears of like I can't birth my baby but I will tell you some of the fears I still have and I will probably cry during this I'm just I'm telling y'all I feel like no one I know there's people out there that understand but it's really hard for me to feel like I'm being a burden to people and that like I don't want to suppress my trauma or like my negativity what people perceive as negativity you know or anything like I don't want to push that on other people and I'm you know what I mean so I feel like this is a safe space um to do so but some of the fears that I have still are not feeling supported and not even in the way most people would think there's a lot of women out there that like in VBAC uh, groups which is if you don't know VBAC stands for vaginal birth after cesarean HBAC which is what I'm going for is a home birth after cesarean so a lot of women it's very unfortunate come in these support groups on Facebook and are like you know their family is pressuring them to get another c-section their family is completely against their home birth Um, and just like very negative, pessimistic, not supportive at all, putting a mother in a very uncomfortable, horrible situation that no mother should ever be put into. I'm very grateful. I'm not in that situation. I don't have anyone specifically saying to me, like, you shouldn't do a home birth. Like my mom has, everyone is in full support. Like Nick's cool with it. My husband, my mom's cool. Like no one has outwardly came. And I'm sure there are people that probably don't agree with it, but like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about the opinions of what, you know, that, because overall I feel like I, I am supported in that way. So here's where I, I'm scared. And I think if you are a VBAC mom or you've had cesareans and you've thought about having a vaginal birth or shoot, even if you decide to have another C-section, it's like, I'm not saying that all births don't have their own complications. Like, you know, there are vaginal births that, you know, the recovery was harder than their C-sections. And, but I think there is this general feeling, um, with mothers that have had C-sections, especially unplanned, um, who had an idea of going in, you know, wanting a natural labor, who had all these, I say expectations, but they should be expectations. And I don't, I know we live in the society where like, people dog on moms for having birth plans and for having like these expectations for birth and like yes while there should be some like (laughs) 
some education, right, for these moms. Like, I didn't educate myself much before birth to understand that there are certain expectations that, you know, might not happen. However, and I just mean physiologically, right? Like, I'm not talking about interventions from doctors. I'm saying that we should respect birth plans and expect birth wishes and things like that if they aren't in in any way harming the birth process and, and things like that. And so many people scoff at the idea that women have these expectations for birth and, and sit there and say, I just went with the flow and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's, that's why we have trauma though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have trauma because we didn't get a lot of us didn't get basic human respect in our births, whether they had a C-section or vaginal birth or whatever. Um, everyone's experience is different, but in general, VBAC moms, moms that have went through surgery and are trying to fight the system to have a birth at home, even though I don't have people in my ear physically telling me all these things, I know that there, you know, there is the possibility of being transferred to the hospital and doctors, you know, treating me a certain way because they hate home birth transfers. Not all of them. I know I can't speak for everybody, but this is a very much general thing. You know, um, I don't, I, I don't want to feel the, the biggest fear. This has went on such a long rant. You guys know how I am. Realistically, what this is all boiling down to, what I'm, what I'm coming down to saying all of the things I've just said in the last five minutes is that while, yes, I don't have anybody in my ear saying you can't do it. This is stupid. This is unsafe. No one's saying that. I still have this incredible fear that nobody is going to be there for me the way I need. And this is where I get emotional. And like, there's this, these pieces of my mind, like so many, like my mind is like a puzzle piece. Okay. And I can be thinking of one general subject and like, there's like seven different puzzle pieces fitting in together where I'm trying to make it all make sense. So like, there's this piece of me that's like, well, I can't expect anybody to, you know, besides God, which I'll get into spiritually in a minute, because there's a piece of that as well. But, um, you know, I can't expect anybody to just be my savior <laughs> at my birth and just say all the right things. But I really, I really want that. And I'm not saying I want someone to do the work for me. I'm doing a lot of prep work, you know, um, I'm trying really hard, but there's this incredible fear that that I'm not going to have the support that I really, I really want. Yes, I don't have people in my ear, but does that mean that people are going to be there the way that I need? I don't know, you know. It scares me. I didn't have any support with Anakin, my son. Um, not that Nick wasn't bad. <laughs> not that my husband was bad. He just, we, he had to go let our dogs out multiple times and he was gone from the hospital for a while. We live like 30 men, 30 minutes from the hospital. So it not, it's an hour's just of driving to get to the dogs and he's got to let them out. You know, he needed to take a shower. We were there at the hospital for over a week so, or almost a week, um, six days. And so he was in and out. My mom couldn't be there. Um, even myself, I didn't really even know what was going on. Like, 
was going to end up the way it did. So it was just both of our first times. My doctor was obviously completely unsupportive of my birth plans, um, completely, uh, from the moment I told her my birth plans. And so it's scary. I don't want to somehow like, even with my midwives and stuff, and this is something I plan to bring up to them. And it makes me really nervous and anxious to even talk to them about this. And I don't know why, but even though they're they're they seem okay with the home birth like they wouldn't have took me on as a lie you know it's a liability on them too just like doctors they they outweigh their risk and benefits and you know they 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 took me on and everything's been fine but i'm still scared what if i get backed in a corner like what if my wishes just get thrown out the window when they didn't have to be what if i don't feel respected what if i feel like no one's listening to me Because that's how I felt with my son, like on the operating table, like nobody was listening to me. And it's just really, there is still a lot of trauma. You guys know. I think it, like, I feel like I have done a lot of work to move past it, but it's like, I, I still have that little fear, you know, like I said, not even of like birth, not where I feel, I truly feel Like, I am capable of birthing my baby myself. (laughs) Like, I do. I really do. But I feel like, obviously, I don't want to do it alone. You know, like, and so I'm just scared that having those other people is what's going to stop me. You know, so then I'm like, okay, here's the other piece of the puzzle. I was sitting there thinking, like, okay, so I've been listening to podcasts and stuff on on birth and VBACs, a lot of VBAC stuff and, um, you know, births after their first birth was traumatic. Um, and you know, there are some women that say they, you know, they think that they want certain things in their labor. And then when, um, when the time comes, it's kind of a different situation. So for instance, like say me, like, okay, just, let's do a fake scenario, but I've, I've heard this in podcasts particularly and you'll guys, you'll understand the gist. So say I'm over here like crying because I think I need these people to help me. And I think that like, you know, I require their support to be able to get through it. That's what I think I want. That's what I'm obviously scared. I won't even have, but who, like, what if in the moment I don't even want to, like, I want my space. What if, I am able to labor alone for a long time and that is exactly what I needed versus thinking I needed all these people because there is also this like there's going to be a lot of people in my house and I thought about that the other day and that also makes me nervous so I'm like I don't even know exactly what I want too and I guess it's because I'm like doing it all over again for the first time like I don't know what is going to best aid me and suit me and help me during such a transformational, like, time in my life. Um, there's going to be my midwife, two assistants, my husband for sure. That's at least four other adults in my house and potentially my mom and potentially a doula. <laughs> like, that's just so much. And so in my mind, like, if I could say what 
I would imagine, again, it could change, right? Like in the moment, I might not want this as a birth, but what I, when I try to think of what I want my birth to look like, ideally, I would love if it was just like my husband, my midwife, and honestly, like a doula. And that's just, just, just them three adults and not like five people or possibly more. Um, cause the thought of having a lot of people in my house makes me uneasy too. And it's like, I don't know. It's just a lot to unpack you guys. It really is. And there are a lot of people who don't understand like trauma from birth. And I would just be like, you're grateful that you don't have that because it is debilitating. Um, and having another child, you have to work through it. Like, I mean, you could ignore it, but what good is that going to do me ignoring and suppressing this? So I live with it for the next 30 or 40 years versus like getting through it now, you know? So I guess that's like a huge fear It's just lack of support. And then possibly like just feeling not respected. And I feel like a woman birthing her child is absolutely the time she should be the most respected. You know, um, when I was listening to a podcast the other day, they had said something like, you know, like I was just telling you guys about birth plans, you know, doctors scoff at that. And they, a lot of the nurses don't really like it. And they never get respected. I mean, in very rare instances, do birth plans ever get respected unless a mom's very adamant and, you know, and char- puts that out there that, okay, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get kind of thing. And that usually comes from subsequent births. Is that how you say that? Multiple births afterwards. Um, it's rare you see that with the first time mom, right? Even with the second time mom. It might take her the third time to finally speak up for herself. And even then, it could sometimes be a battle. But that's how it is when it comes to birth and mothers. But when it comes to like someone's wedding, (laughs) you know, think of how much your insurance is paying your hospital to have birth. I mean, it's well over $15,000. I know my hospital stay had to been up to like $70,000. We were there for six days. I can only imagine how much the hospital got from insurance. Okay. But we're like in no control. (laughs) when it comes to our medical care. I mean, we do, but we don't think we do. We don't think we have this control. But if you're having a wedding and you pay a wedding planner $15,000, you're going to tell them every little detail that you want and every little thing that, you know, you're expecting and, you know, just communicating with them. You're paying this person all this money for your wedding. And it's like, I feel like that opened my eyes so much to realize how much lack of respect we get as women. And even when we think we're being respected, it's, it's really a scary time when you're pregnant. Um, just in this time, birth and, and mothers are not valued how they should be in society, um, as a whole. We're really, we're very much undervalued and, um, trying to get my dogs not to bark. (laughs) We're very much undervalued and not respected when it comes to labor, delivery, birth. I mean, incredibly just rude. 
And I even thought about it, like, with my birth instance, and this is, like, you know, I talk a lot about my birth trauma and, like, all that, but I will tell you, this is, like, very much things I've, I read in groups every single day. People going through the exact same experience when I'm getting cut open for the first time ever on a metal table with, like, 15 strangers in the room playing music, didn't even ask me anything that I wanted to, like, I don't even remember what song was playing, didn't ask me. Okay, nobody's talking to me. The two surgeons over my body pulling my first child out that I went through infertility to get pregnant with that, you know, I just, my dream baby, (coughs) they're having an everyday discussion about COVID and like work policies and shit. While, and, and I'm just alone. And I've mentioned this so many times on social media, like I, it's, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm in a room full of people, but I'm alone. I'm birthing my baby, but like I'm not. And I'm not saying like dis- de- diminishing a C-section birth. Like a C-section birth can be very empowering and beautiful if you feel you have some say so in it. If you feel like you have, if you're a part of it, they don't include moms in these surgeries most often. You're pretty much the mom is just a, is a surgical patient on a table. And Imagine that being at your wedding. Imagine people playing the music they wanted to play while you walk down the aisle. Imagine your friends and family are over there talking about COVID policies and shit while you're saying your vows. Like, you know what I mean? When you think about the contrast with a major life event like a marriage, which most marriages fail these days anyway, we put so much more everything into that. But when it comes to birth and a mom, it's like she's... Like, in this country, it's like we're excluded from the equation. And I hope that gives some someone some perspective if you're listening to this. I don't know. I would love to know. Like, I'm now I'm asking for an opinion. If, if that made sense to you, like, comparing, birth, like, birth to a wedding or even a graduation party or what? I don't care. Think of something really life transformational, like, for you your event, your birthday party, your sweet 16, I don't care what it is. You're not going to let somebody come and just take over. There is a time and place where medical intervention is necessary. And I'm not saying women shouldn't have, you know, someone that is educated in that field, which doctors are not educated in natural birth. Prove me wrong. I will. I'm waiting. They're not. I'm not saying that. I'm sure if you're listening, you don't. I'm sure if you're listening, you're, you kind of understand more of where I'm coming from. I'm just, I'm just saying like to anyone who could disagree, like doctors aren't educated in natural physiological birth. They are truly not. They're educated in surgical birth, whether that be a vaginal surgical birth with vacuum forceps, whatever, episiotomy, all that stuff, or a C-section. That is what they're trained in. That is what they know. That is what they do every single day. They don't do natural births. What, what would be the point of them being there? You know, so midwives are, are, are the experts in natural birth. And so, um, I, I mean, not in, in all, not all midwives are the same, obviously that's not a blanket statement, but in general, finding someone who is an expert in natural physiological birth, I think could be a great option is a great option for women to have at their births. Like I'm not telling you to, to not have your baby by yourself or to have your baby by yourself or whatever. I'm, I'm not giving advice, but what I'm saying is, was we don't have that in our society. We don't have 
you know, we're, we're putting ourselves in this medicalized system and nothing is valued and, um, we're looked at as patients and we're perfectly healthy women just wanting to bring our babies into this world. Um, and just the more, it's like every time I get past something, just something else pops up, you know? And I think that's why I'm like just reprocessing some things. Um, I still think I've definitely made a lot of progress, um, through all all this. It's just until I get past it, I don't know until I have the home birth. Like, I don't know where I'll be because there's always new information I'm learning. There's always new stories I'm reading, you know, trying to be like, okay, what would I do in this situation? Cause I'm over here already kind of like in fight or flight mode. Like, how am I going to, what am I going to do if I get backed into a corner? I'm terrified of that. Um, and the other fear that I have, the main fear, uh, like I said, the main fear is like the lack of support or like that whole situation. And, you know, even if I get transferred to the hospital, I'm not scared of a transfer happening. If that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like a transfer is going to happen that I, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what scares me. But if a transfer does happen, what scares me is being back into the corner at the hospital as well and not being supported there. So it's just like making, you know, I just, I have to make sure that I'm my biggest advocate at the end of the day. And that's actually, before I move on to the next fear, that is something I did mean to mention. And I've skipped around so many times talking about so many different things, but, (coughs) um, with the, uh, those puzzle pieces I was talking about earlier, like in my brain, (laughs) you know, I've been listening to these podcasts and stuff. And there was this woman, I, that's where I was going with that story with the woman that was, um, she labored a lot by herself. You know, she didn't call her midwives too early. She was very much in her own zone for a very long time. And even like, she didn't have her husband around her or anything. She just wanted to be like alone and do her own thing. I mean, think of an animal in the wild, right? So, we're mammals. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we all do birth quite, quite similarly. Um, and so I was listening to this podcast, to her talking about it and, you know, spiritual things were coming up, um, that she was having during the time of her labor. And I was like, you know, uh, what if this is God being like, you know, you don't need these people in the physical form, like I don't need to sit there and try to rely on my midwife or a doula or my husband or my mom or whoever to make the experience exactly what I need it to be. Like they can't do that for me anyway, even if they try, you know, the only person or being that can is God. And I'm not the most like in tune spiritually, as far as like, when it comes to my religion, I definitely believe in God and Jesus as my savior and all the things. I'm just not very like into church and stuff like I was at one point. So sometimes I feel like, you know, would God be calling me? But you know, sometimes I do feel like that. Like for instance, just advocating for birth and stuff. That's totally like a God thing. That's not like a me thing. It's like God is literally calling me to do that. But when it comes to the actual birth itself, I'm like, that's what I'm wondering, like trying to process, okay, God, like, what are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to say like, just to rely on you, like start going through prayer, like things like that, you know, that's kind of where my head is at at this moment, um, as well too, like, I don't know, but that's kind of scary too. I don't, I mean, you know, like it's, 
it's just scary, the unknowns. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is that we have been taught that, like, birth is all this unknown things. And, you know, it kind of is. But if we grew up in a society where it was more normalized and we actually knew what real birth looked like. And our moms talked about how empowering birth can be versus how horrible it is because obviously the medical system has completely traumatized women um the birth trauma is going through generations that has happened in the obstetrics community it's ridiculous um how that actually gets passed down and so of course all we hear is these bad stories and all this horrible experiences and whatever um, and I know I share my fair, you know, I share my experiences as well. But if we grew up in the society where we can kind of change the way we view birth and the way we feel about, you know, um, just physiologically normal things and not having to patholo- pathologize everything, which is, you know, doctors trying to always find something wrong. They look for something wrong in everything. And that's what they're taught to do. And, and we don't need that in birth. So if things were a little different, maybe I wouldn't be as, you know, naturally anxious and nervous, but we, we live in that society and that's just kind of the reality of the situation. Um, and so, you know, there's always the unknowns of birth. There's always the unknowns of the next five minutes. I mean, a meteor can hit my house. Who's to say it won't, you know, who's to say whatever. I don't want to like think of bad, horrible stories that could possibly happen, but you know, we never really know. So it's like our bodies know how to have a period naturally. Our bodies know how to uh, pump blood. Our bodies know how to breathe oxygen. Like our, we know how to blink. Like what? Birth is just another physiological normal process of the woman's body. And we just treat it like this. It's some weird random thing that's just, I guess, happening to part of the population, you know? Um, real quick, the second fear or like, you know, whatever the fear that's on my mind is breastfeeding. And again, not looking for like, um, not looking for help unless I, unless you hear me ask for it, just because like, I know when I was going through it with my son and I would always get just advice, the same advice, the same advice, the same advice over and over and over and over and over again. And I know people mean well, but until I like ask for the opinion, I just know I usually don't want it. And unless I ask just because it, it it affects me mentally, and I think if, if you ever work online where people are constantly in your messenger, like, I have hundreds of messages within the week, like, that I go through um, between all the platforms. It's like, you hear a lot of the same things, and I just have to protect myself mentally, okay? Because it just becomes, like, annoying, and it's not people particularly. It's just my ears having to see, or I guess my eyes having to read it over and over and over again. So, so I'm not necessarily asking for advice. I'm just venting again. Um, breastfeeding is actually like terrifies me. Um, and not like, not like, you know, there's some women that are like scared. They won't, that'll be like weird for them or, um, or I don't know really what, you know, I can't like say all the exact other reasons. I know that some women have different reasons for like not wanting to breastfeed. And it's, I don't not want to breastfeed. I do want to breastfeed. Um, I'm just really terrified. I'm not going to be able to feed my baby full time. And not that there's anything wrong with having to supplement. Um, I really don't want to, if I don't have to. And I'm, it's, it's a whole, 
honestly, the uh, breastfeeding scares me more than the freaking birth. I mean, straight up, like, and I know I spent way longer talking about the birth than breastfeeding. Um, but I feel like the birth is something I've had to work through sooner than later before breastfeeding, because I feel like having a better birth will, hold on. I can't tell if my son is like awake and crying. I don't think he is. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I feel like having a better birth experience obviously could only most likely help breastfeeding and not hinder it, you know, versus having a surgical birth and, and being separated from your baby and whatever. So, um, but you know, there is something called IGT. Um, you could look it up insufficient glandular tissue. Um, you know, supposedly only a super, super tiny, small population of women have it. Um, and I believe I have it and I don't want to manifest that on myself. You guys don't have, know how badly I don't want to claim that. I don't, but maybe it's like intuitively, I just know I have it and I I don't want to keep telling myself that, but I also don't want to ignore like what I think is my reality. You know what I mean? And I, I, I feel like I've been led to follow my intuition more you know, in, in this stage of my life. And that's why I feel like, you know, going through just even talking about like the support people and stuff, like maybe this is God's way of being like, you need to rely on me and me only. And so I feel like I'm not going to have the right support with breastfeeding a (laughs) hundred percent. That's also another thing because, because of what I believe I have nobody understands. And I, when I say that, like, I mean, nobody in my circle, you know, all all my friends really had successful breastfeeding. I mean, like pretty much any friend that's had a kid that I've been close to, um, most of them have had C-sections, but most of them had great successful breastfeeding journeys. Um, and even if the journeys didn't turn out exactly how they wanted to, that it was just, very different situations, right? I don't know anyone personally in my life that has went through what, how my whole situation was. And not only that, like, if you have IGT, it's very, it's, it, I don't know. It's just not something people know about, you know? And I even reached out to somebody that I felt like would be a good resource to kind of get some, like, information to help me on it more. Um, and she basically, she even dismissed me and I was, I was kind of shocked. Like I kind of, and I cried. I had like a full meltdown the other day because I, again, maybe I'm over here just relying. I mean, I'm doing research again. Like y'all don't get me wrong. Like I'm over here researching day and night. I have my brain. I don't know how much more breastfeeding and birth crap I can put in my brain. Okay. But like, I was kind of looking for validation, I guess. So I messaged this girl that I feel like gives a lot of great information that really knows her stuff. And I was like, Hey, listen, you know, she shares like, um, you know, different topics to educate her audience on social media. So I, I said something like, Hey, you know, I've done my research, but I would honestly love to see your point of view. What do you think about IGT? Like, I personally believe, um, that, you know, it has a lot to do with like, um, environmental factors. They say it's genetic or whatever, but 
my mom was able to successfully breastfeed like all of us like she didn't do it long for me and my sister but she had no problems like as far as her supply was great whatever my brother she breastfed for a couple months exclusively so until he probably started eating food so um you know I don't know (laughs) if mine's even genetic I feel like mine might even be more of like hormonal environmental factors growing up whatever anyway so I just sent her this super long novel like hey you know I'm just I'm just kind of curious if you would like educate people more on it and like maybe how to help it because there are different ways depending on what is wrong with you as far as your IGT diagnosis like different medicines you can take different herbs you can take um different foods you can cut out like it just depends on your personal situation um but overall like I was I was just hoping that this girl would have some like insightful like deep knowledge because she has on so much other stuff and then I basically got like a a 30 second voice clip that was like yeah it's pretty much genetic basically like literally that was it that's I got nothing from it and I just sobbed and I'm not mad at her by the way and it's like I don't want to victimize like oh this person didn't know it's just that like that's where I'm at right now that I'm just constantly trying to find more information and hear from other people and like set myself up and sometimes I just feel like I'm being let down I'm letting myself down or something I don't know um so that kind of like it just made me know like even people that's that that seem to know everything they don't know much about IGT like people just really don't (laughs) like what is telling you know it's not always I don't believe it's always genetic and again, I got like no help from that. And so I don't know, I'm just in this space of like feeling kind of, I have so much support, but I feel so alone. And that's like a really shitty feeling, feeling like no one knows what that feels like. And I feel like a lot of people don't care. And I don't mean like, oh, they don't care about me. I mean, like, there's a lot of people out there that don't have never cared to breastfeed never cared to have a vaginal birth never cared to have a natural birth so it's like I'm not gonna like why would I talk to those people you know what I mean why would I go talk to the people that don't care like they don't understand and then again the other group of people I feel like I have in my life did it's just they didn't have that problem so it's like feeling very isolated and I really and I'm in the support groups and there's so many women that have similar stories but it's like you want someone close to you to just to just be there and and get it and no one really does you know so um that's not me being I'm not mad at anyone it's just the reality of my situation you know and I'm grateful I have people that are praying that everything works out um I don't even know there's so much to unpack with the breastfeeding stuff in these next couple of weeks because, I mean, birth is, you know, we got a while to go, but it will be here and I have a lot of prep work to do and um, I really would love to be successful this time and not for some title and not to prove anyone or anything. It's like, like, I want to do it for me and my baby, you know, like everything I do, I don't care, you know what people think like on social media or I don't want to look better than anybody I just want to have like the basic desires of my heart and that's like to have a peaceful birth to bring my baby in this world and to be able to nourish and feed my baby from my body like I was designed to and 
there's, I feel like we live in a society where moms are guilted into like not being allowed to feel how they want to feel. And it's, uh, I always think, I always feel guilty for having just every feeling I have. And that's something else I have to work through. You guys, your girl's messed up. (laughs) And being pregnant just makes it so much harder. But that was my whole spiel um, (laughs) on my fears for baby number two, not even baby number two, just the birth. Well, I guess baby number two, but like not the baby more. So like my body (laughs) breastfeeding and then like my surroundings and my environment with the birth. But you know, if you are the spiritual type of person, I would appreciate prayers, um, that everything turns out just the way I would love it to. I mean, I'm tearing up again thinking about it, but it means a lot to me. Like, you know, personally, I don't understand how some women don't value birth and breastfeeding. You know, I'm not, I don't, I just, I don't relate. I don't understand because to me, it's like, takes me to my core and it's like, it makes me feel like the whole subject, not even like in a bad way. Like, yeah, I cry and I have like things to work through, but like, it's just so beautiful and like powerful And I think if the world valued pregnancy and labor and delivery and breastfeeding, if if we valued it at the level it should be valued at, this world would be such a better place. I really believe that. You got to think of how we're entering. Majority of the population is coming into this world is on medication, antibiotics, and drugs. Some, you know, it's affecting us and we're disconnecting more from birth all the time. And it's disconnecting humanity. And so when you really look at it at a deep, like, deep, deep level, birth and breastfeeding affect everything. Um, People like to say it doesn't. People like to say, you know, your kid's going to eat dirt in two years. Yeah, okay. But in reality, if everyone had a different outlook on what this could be, it doesn't mean everyone has to breastfeed. It doesn't mean everyone has to have a natural birth. It just means if we valued it more for what it's worth and um, if we respected moms bringing their kids in this world, um, could you imagine how different this world would be if we supported moms through wanting to feed their baby instead of being like, fed is best, here's a bottle. You know, that's not what most moms want despite what they'll go along with because they don't want to, you know, you act like you don't want to give your kid formula, like you're this evil mom that wants to starve their baby. It's like, no, I, I want to breastfeed my child because that's what I want to do. That's what's normal. That's what's makes sense for, for me and my baby, you know, it's just, I don't know. <sighs> There's a lot to unpack living in America and <laughs> living in this world really. Cause the UK is not much better than we think. Um, and all these other countries like they are, but there's still a lot of deprogramming to do so much deprogramming that I, I think I put all that weight on my chest for some reason, like it's my responsibility and it's not, but I'm going to end this because this was really deep and intense. But like I said, I, I appreciate the prayers and the love and the support. And, you know, if you ever would like to, um, tell me your experience, if you are a VBAC mom, you had a home birth, I am open to hearing those things. Even if, even if things didn't turn out the way you wanted, I am open to hearing birth stories because I love hearing birth stories. And I think every mom deserves to have the space to tell her birth story because, again, we live in a society that doesn't act like it's a big deal. And mom has birth trauma. It's like, oh, your baby survived. Why are you complaining? It's like, 
you know. So I love and appreciate you guys so much. Seriously, thank you for spending 40 minutes of your time listening to me. I'm not editing this. I know there was moments of silence and me sneezing or like, you know, ew, sorry, that's gross. But those things, <laughs> I appreciate you listening through it all because this is gonna, this will be hard to edit if I went back and edited it. And I feel like I did a good job not going too off ramble. So yeah. Appreciate y'all. If you ever want to reshare the podcast, uh, please screenshot sharing your stories. You can tag me at on all the social medias at Lizzie and Littles, L I Z Z Y A N D L I T T L E S. And all my links will be in the show notes if you know how to get that. You can also share the podcast episode from wherever you're listening, actually. If you know a friend or somebody in your life that would appreciate um, this episode or maybe could relate or, you know, maybe they're working through the same fears and just want to know they're not alone. I don't know. Whatever the case is, you can share that. There's a way to share it as well somewhere on the app. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I appreciate y'all and I will catch you on the next episode of the show. Thank you for listening.